0: Welcome to the Student History Podcast. I'll be your host for today. This is Nathan Howard. We would like to remind you, if you could, go leave us a rating and review. Those really do help us figure out, one, how to make the podcast better, and two, it helps other people find the podcast. You can do that on your podcast platform of choice, whether that's iTunes or Spotify or any other place that you are listening to this podcast. We have a great episode today with... Um, Student pastor from Oklahoma, Andrew Wade. So let me introduce Andrew. Andrew Wade has been leading a student ministry across Oklahoma for over 12 years. He has a passion for discipleship and a heart for seeing the next generation become fully devoted followers of Christ. He and his wife, Meredith, and their two boys live in Owasso, Oklahoma, where he serves as the student minister at Owasso's First Baptist Church. So, Andrew, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: So today, listeners, we're going to talk about what it means and what it looks like to minister to parents, but specifically parents of 12th grade seniors and then specifically what does those last few months in ministry look like what does it look like to really minister to those parents i think so often we have that mindset at least i know i did when i was on student ministry man, like I've got to make sure I try to keep these seniors connected. We try to do a lot of stuff there. And I think sometimes we forget about what the parents are going through, what the parents might need along the way. So before we dive in though, let's get to know Andrew a little bit more. So Andrew, I have to ask the question that I think I have to ask every Oklahoman. Are you OSU or OU or do you have a preference or?
1: I honestly have no preference. Uh, I grew up in a very hardcore OU family and okay. then married an OSU fan. And so, uh, I find that it's best for my safety if I just remain neutral on the topic.
0: Okay. Well, Hey, there you go. That's a good answer. So I like it coming from North Carolina. I get that same question a lot. Is it Carolina? Yep. Is it Duke? Is it, you know, one of those fun? I always like to, to ask and see. Let's go ahead and just dive on in. So I know you've, you've been in student ministry, as I said, in your bio for over 12 years. Um, and I know that you also uh, got to do a session for us for our part of our virtual ticket for our Edge Conference, specifically on this topic, because um, you've done such a great job of ministering to students and parents over the years. So we really wanted to dive in today. First question is, is pretty open, but how do you minister to parents of seniors? What do you kind of what do you do? What do you think through? What are some of your processes there?
1: Well, I think, you know, one of the things that is hugely important is that the dialogue is open um, and to start that dialogue early. Uh, know what's happening. And, you know, I think regardless if you have one or two graduating seniors in your youth group or you have a large graduating class, um, spend some time early, early in their senior year or even late in their junior year and open the dialogue. Open the dialogue with students. Hey, where where are you thinking you're going to go? What do you think? Uh, where, where have you applied to? Those sorts of questions. And then um, when you see a parent in the hallway, when you get a phone call or a text, you're able to bring that up. And that goes such a, a, a long way uh, in ministering to parents of seniors, that they know that you've already had a conversation with their kid about what their kid wants and what the family is thinking is going to happen and that you remembered that. So whether that's you having a note section on your phone and when when you get new info from a senior, hey, they, they're looking to do a campus visit at Oklahoma State then you write that down so that um, you have an opportunity to bring that back up later with the parent. I think, I think keeping the dialogue open is huge. Um, And again, don't wait till the last semester of high school to talk about the first semester of college. Mm. Um, I really, really encourage you to have the conversation about whatever's next, whether that's college or a vocation or military, have those conversations early. Um, And you can do that, on a larger scale, um, have a, have a night where that's what you do and you bring all your seniors in and have pizza or whatever, um, and even bring their parents in. Um, or if you have a smaller group, you can do that one-on-one. Um, but, but open the dialogue. Um, I I think it's something that we assume that the parents and the students are going to do on their own. Um, but they've got enough going on. (laughs) And, one of our major roles in that time is to be a connector between the senior and their parents and this, this reality of what's next. And so anything you can do to open the conversation early, um, man, that's a, that's a huge win.
0: I love that statement there of be a, be a connector. So what are some of those things that you try to help help connect the the senior with and their parents? So what are some things that you kind of help either prompt the parents to ask or prompt the seniors to, to ask or some of those things to think through?
1: You know, one of the things uh, we like to tell our seniors is not to miss a Sunday. And that's not just in our ministry, but we try and say that in our ministry so that they can get into a habit of not missing a Sunday their senior year. And a very real conversation then can take place with the parents and with that graduate of, hey, don't miss a Sunday. Be here, be it at our weekend services, and then your first weekend gone, you're somewhere. You're plugged into a church somewhere. And again, it like it's so important to start these conversations early. If you're waiting until your graduation night or whatever your mm-hmm. ministry does, um, we, we've missed the boat. We really have to begin this dialogue in your senior small groups or however your ministry is laid out. And begin this dialogue as early as you can as far as being a connector one of the things i really think that we as the student minister can provide is some of the legwork for mom and dad and what i mean by that is you know if i've got a student and they're going to a certain college then i'm going to call whatever that campus ministry is on that college and get some contact info then when i figure out that that student is headed for a campus visit i'm going to call them back again and say hey i've got a student that's going to be in town uh, at this time, I'm going to pass your contact info on to mom and dad. Man, I'd love it if you could grab some time with them. And nine times out of 10, those college ministries are so eager and available to connect with those students because they want those students connected right from the start. There's kind of like this freshman I'm gone situation where I think we've, we've set up this very clear ending of mm. student ministry and we've really got to do what we can to, to break that down um to to tear that wall down of saying, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna still call you your freshman semester. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. still text you and check in. And I'm gonna be a liaison, if you will, with that campus ministry or with whatever church um you're looking to partner with on that campus uh in your new community and I'm gonna help you get plugged in there. And I think parents need that. They've got enough to think about during that time that Mm -hmm. if you can do some of that legwork, it's a huge help.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I I love that. And I can like you said, you said nine times out of ten, those college ministers are are ready and willing and wanting that I can just imagine if if I was a college minister, I'd be like, man, that is that is great. And just like you said, that goes such a long way to helping parents not have to not to have one more thing to worry about. Like you said, there is a ton of stuff running through their heads when they're thinking about college. Right. You know, from whether it's either how far away it is to, you know, what all the what classes do you need to take, you know, all the stuff that goes with college. So I think that's fantastic that you're already thinking ahead, building those relationships. Especially building those relationships with those campus ministers to to reach out. And I think that's fantastic. Go ahead and get them plugged in. Cause I, I feel like I think a lot of students that I've talked to that that don't get plugged in right off the bat have a hard time then getting plugged in. And we've even seen that some some of the data that we've that we've done yep. from some of the research studies that we that we have done as well. And so already making that connection. Connection, even before they even start school of, oh, I've met this person, you know, I've talked to them, I think it helps, it goes a long way for, you know, because not every student's just ready and willing to just go try everything and, you know, basically just walk in to a place kind of cold days. I think a lot of students kind of feel the need to maybe know someone or go with a friend or something like that. So I think that's fantastic. You're connecting a lot of those dots for those parents beforehand.
1: Yeah. We really advise parents to be involved in the college visit process mm-hmm. um, and to make that You know, don't don't go to a college visit on a Tuesday, Um, Mm. go over a weekend and go together. And that like the college shouldn't be the only thing that gets visited uh, during that weekend. Go with your student and and visit some churches and connect with some campus ministries and make it a full weekend where you can visit multiple churches. Make that part of the dialogue. It's not just about the college. It's about this new town that they're about Mm -hmm. to be in. And they have an opportunity, again, to not miss a Sunday. And so that's a huge piece of advice we give parents is to make it college visit weekend Mm -hmm. uh, and not not to let the college be the only thing that gets visited.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge, too, because I think for some parents, it doesn't even, you know, cross their mind. And and not because they're not wanting to. It's just, you know, with everything else they're thinking about, if I got to remember, oh, during this college visit, there's, you know, there's times where the parents go off and do their own thing and they get talked to the students, do other stuff. And they're trying to remember all the questions, all the info. I got to ask this. I got to remember this. So I think that's huge just to yeah. help encourage them to do that. And I love too, that it's, you're making it a part of the culture of your student ministry by encouraging one parents to do that, make it over the weekend, go visit those, those churches with their students. And then also I love the language of just not to miss a Sunday, that that's just a part of, of, of who we are as a student ministry. And we're going to continue that on. And then to hit and highlight too, I like that. Even though you're called to student ministry, you're not stopping the second they're not one of your technically students per se. Right? Because I, I love what's in your bio your heart for discipleship because you know we should have a passion to continue to disciple them as well. And so from from what we can and, and I think that that's huge to help them connect in in those ways as well. What are some other things that you found throughout the years of of kind of doing this that that parents need from you as a student pastor during their child's senior year? Is there any other advice you'd give us on? And here's a few other conversations I really like to have with parents of.
1: You know, the reality, you, you mentioned this earlier a little bit, the reality is that the statistics are coming out that if, if your student heads to college, regardless of how plugged in they were in your student ministry, and they don't initially plug in to a, a local church or to a, a college ministry, but really a local church mm-hmm. um, that first weekend, um, there's a huge, huge division that they will, they will never plug in. Um, and practically what this looks like is really having a dialogue with parents early about that student, not coming home the first weekend. Mm. Um, a lot of my students, if, if they're going to a state college, one that's, one that's within driving distance, it's almost the default that they're going to come home the first weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get up there. We're going to get you moved in. We're going to leave you, but we'll see you in five days. And man, I would preach against that because they need to plug in in their new town at their new church or try out a new church that first weekend. Yeah. Um, and even if that means parents, you're going up and you're mm-hmm. visiting them where they are so that you can be a part of that process. Okay. I really think that if we can create a, an understanding of what's what, just be real with the parents, mm-hmm. like this is a very real situation that we are seeing so many students walk away from their faith the freshman year of college yeah. and we've got to get them plugged into local local bodies that are going to uh, that are going to walk alongside them during this time and another thing that i would say to that is the senior year try and create a culture in your youth ministry that seniors serve, whether that's in your student ministry or in the kids ministry or wherever. By that point, if they've been in your ministry and in your church long enough, it's an easy place to push them, hey, you're a senior, you're going to be graduating, man, we really need you to serve somewhere. So that when they're a freshman in college, that's something that's going to come natural to them. We should be sending out in droves students from our ministries into college towns to serve in local churches. They have more time, they have yeah. more energy, they have more freedom than ever before. Don't just raise up seniors to attend. Raise yeah. up seniors to serve. I think that's a great dialogue to have with parents as well because they're gonna be a huge push in that.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that language there to not just raise up seniors to attend, but seniors to serve. And I think that's that's what we've seen too that students are more likely to keep attending church if they have been serving. It's, it's almost the, you know, you are, you, Plugged in where you're at now, and you miss the the opportunity of serving. Whether like what you said, whether that is in kids ministry or whatever else it could be. Like for me, I served a long time with audiovisual kind of kind of stuff, right? And, and you and you miss it, you know. And it's like, man, I kind of you know I want to do this as well, and so to find a place to get plugged in there, I think that's really good, man. Having those conversations with parents. Uh, now, as you're saying this, I'm like, man, I wish I'd had some of these conversations with the parents uh, back in the day. But that's fantastic. I'm sure that that can be a tough conversation, but man, it is so crucial. I loved what you said about not having them. Come home the first weekend. I know every student yeah. is different, but even if the parents do go up there and continue, I, I do like the aspect of maybe if the if the parents do go up and help and go to a church with them, it's it's like you said, it's reinforcing all the things that you've said so far, but about trying to get plugged in. Yeah. I think that is crucial because I can't Man, I think of so many people like almost everyone that can does come home that first weekend. Like you said, just getting, trying to get plugged in right off the bat. I think that is crucial. So yep. man, fantastic stuff there. Last question for us for today. So how do you help? You've kind of mentioned this. I just kind of want to see it. a lot of these kind of go hand in hand as you've talked about what parents need um, from you as a student pastor kind of during their se- senior year. And, and like you mentioned, not even then, like even starting these conversations junior year, where are they go on yep. Some of these kind of things, setting some of these culture kind of things, which I think are fantastic. Was there anything else that you specifically do for the seniors themselves? Maybe during that last year, last semester? other than the things you've mentioned so far?
1: You know, uh, this is probably for a greater conversation another time, but if your ministry has a discipleship program, I mean, it should be our goal as a student pastor to get every graduate through that discipleship program. And I know we won't always hit that. We'll have seniors that come in at the last moment and things like that. And if your youth group's anything like mine, Graduation Sunday brings people out of the wood- woodwork that you haven't seen in months. But I-, I think that if there's not a clear path for that senior to continue practicing their faith in college. Um, If they haven't learned how to get in the word on their own, if they haven't learned how to study it and wrestle with it on their own, um, how are they going to do that in college? And so um, getting them, whatever, whatever discipleship program your ministry has, um, make it, make it part of what you do to get seniors involved in that. Um, It's real easy um, not to do that. It's real easy to get hyped up on middle schoolers coming in, and uh, believe me i i am so guilty of this you're already forgetting about seniors because they're here less and they've got stuff going on and they're busy Mm -hmm. and they're already thinking about being gone and they've got jobs and all the stuff Um, but make it a priority to have them go through whatever discipleship program uh Mm -hmm. your ministry offers and then i would say the same thing um that we talked about with the dialogue with parents um be real to them like Help them understand the gravity of the situation. Maybe you have seniors whose parents have brought them to church their entire life. And now we're looking at they're going to be in a different town without mom and dad saying, get up and go to church. Mm -hmm. And the statistics are very daunting. And so just be real. Um, And just like you're being that connector between the campus and their parents, be that connector between the campus and them. Um, mm-hmm. partner them with whatever campus ministry you can, whatever local church info you can get them, um, do that. Um, another thing that our ministry put together for seniors is um, just a little list of 10 things to do your first week on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked with our graduating seniors and what what did they wish they knew before they got on campus and stuff like that. Um, and again, part of that top 10 things to do on on your first week on campus is don't go home the first weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of times we are really good about having dialogue with students and we miss the parents or we have really good dialogue with the parents and we miss the students. You've got to, you've got to hit both. Um, when it comes to this topic, you know, the first weekend is such a game changer. And so you've got to help parents see that and you've got to help students see that, um, the reality of that. So,
0: yeah, man, that's fantastic. I love the be real with them. I mean, hopefully we are doing hopefully that. Hopefully we are. Yeah. <laughs> we are right. But I think you're absolutely right. I think sometimes we, sometimes we maybe either try to sugarcoat it or we just, I don't know, talk about like, Oh man, it's going to be great. You're going to pick a college. You go in here and you get to see this basketball team or this football team, or you get to be a part yeah. of this big thing. And, you know, and I think sometimes we forget to emphasize, Hey, you know, you get to be a part of like you could be a part of this church or this church. Like I know so and so and I think those are like you're saying, those are huge things to be with I love the I love the ten things to kinda to kinda do. So often I look back and I'm like, man, I How often do I say in my own life, like I wish I would have known this before this happened or whatever? So I think that's that's really huge as well. I think maybe just for a second here, maybe hit it if you if you would like to. Just the I love the idea though of that discipleship, or getting them through that discipleship program because it really is true. The habits and stuff that a lot of them form during that student ministry time will be what is carried on through the rest of the rest of their lives. And so we're seeing so right so right now, obviously a big thing that we talk about is parent ministry. But we're seeing so many parents not really discipling their students because they themselves have never been discipled or what that looks like. Right. Um, and I love the emphasis that you guys are putting on that because you, we know that, like, you know, daily time in scripture, reading the word, prayer, all those things are habits that need to be formed and they need to be formed throughout student ministry as well so that they do continue on into college. What are some of the kind of top key markers for you in that discipleship program?
1: Well, what we do and and kind of the curriculum that I'm developing and writing is it's a, a six week kind of training class on kind of core things, I want my students to know. You know, week one is salvation, week two is baptism and obedience. And then the third week of that is walking through journaling through scripture. And then they move on to a reading plan. And, Mm -hmm. you know, where this where this really hit me, we had done this for a year or so, and I got a call one day from a student at Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. And he was a freshman. And he called me and he was like, Hey, I have a question about the scripture passage. And I Mm -hmm. hadn't talked to him in a while, you know, yeah. and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? He was like, Well, I, I've got some guys in my dorm and mm-hmm. we're going through our, our reading plan. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so it was what it was what he had put a, a habit that he had put into practice mm-hmm. when he was in student ministry. And now he's got guys from down the hall that are coming over once a week and talking about scripture together. Mm-hmm. And um, so for. For me, it's the reality of creating a space where it's okay for students to wrestle with what's in the Bible. And we do that by walking them through uh, key key things of our faith, but then saying, hey, here's your reading plan. You're going to read this this week and journal about it, and then you guys get together and wrestle together. And if you have questions, if you don't get something, if you're upset that it says this and you wish it didn't say that, let's talk about it. Um, I think that when I was in student ministry uh, for a long time, I was just told to believe it and not to question it and not to have a safe place to wrestle with it and go, do I really believe this for me mm-hmm. and so one of the things that we try and create in our discipleship program is a safe place that as they're getting into the word throughout the week then we come together and we we talk about it and um, it's a safe place for them to ask questions about it. It's a safe place for them to go. You know, I don't get this, mm-hmm. or this is really a, this is a hard thing for me to swallow in today's culture. Because if we can establish that reality of you're getting in the Word on your own, you're wrestling with it on your own, you're meeting with other believers and talking about it, that can carry on into college. For me, that's the win. If if we are raising up believers to get in the Word and to do what they can to digest the word, to look into commentaries when they don't get stuff, to call pastors and wise people in their life and mentors when when things come into question, man, that's that's such a huge thing to create that culture of diving into the word, of diving into the truth for answers.
0: Man, I love that. That's that's fantastic. I love that he called you and was still doing the reading plan from, yeah, from the student crazy. ministry thing. Like it's just yeah, like you said, that is that's creating and forming those habits. I love that. And I love your intentionality with with also being willing to to work with him through that, even though some would say, well, he's not not really in your student ministry anymore. But man, it's it's wow. tough to discipleship goes way beyond that. Right. And, you know, so I love your intentionality there with that as well. So again, thank you, Andrew, so much for being on this episode. Listeners hope you've got some great stuff to take away. I know I do as well. I love the, just how intentional you are with parents and students, giving them practical things along the way too, like those, those lists, connecting the dots for them, calling campus ministries, helping get them connected. It's great to hear your heart and passion behind all those things, Andrew. So uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. This has been another episode of the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next time.